Hey, you're tuning into Unleash Your Inner Goddess, Season 2, where we deep dive into life and business as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. This season is dedicated to any and all neurodivergent folk, diagnosed or not. Today, I wanted to talk to you about something we are generally, as neurodivergent thinkers, good at, and that's thinking outside the box. One of the things I noticed about myself is that I often can find a workaround when others cannot, or I prefer to do things in a different way than is expected. Take my coaching packages, for example. I have a text and voice coaching service as my main offering called Coach in Your Pocket. And that does not operate on hour-long one-to-one Zoom sessions, which is typical of coaching services. It's for folk who need to be able to talk about their issue in the moment, when they're feeling all the feelings and they're present with, you know, whatever it is they need support with. And for a lot of people with ADHD or ASD, and those who are highly sensitive, getting this solved in real time, or at least, you know, getting their feelings, emotions and thoughts out in the moment is proving to be so helpful amongst my clients. And that was my thinking outside the box, right? I knew that, you know, if it was me, if I had an issue or a quandary, I've had to wait a week or so until I speak to my coach, right? So if you have to wait a week or two weeks or whatever to speak to your coach, things might either go unresolved all that time, or, you know, in my case, I'd forget to bring it to the session because life has happened since. And then I'm not using my hour as wisely as I'd like. And I come away and I'm like, you know what? I should have mentioned that. I should have brought that up. Da, 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 and, you know, and for others, it might be, you know, sitting and talking to someone on a Zoom session for an hour could be really difficult, you know, focus wise, maybe needing to move about. And, you know, you're trying to hold it all in and you're masking it and it can leave you feeling really drained after. And that's not the experience we're going for as coaches trying to help and support you. So once I got over that hurdle of, okay, you don't have to do things the way that everyone else does, I was able to explore what worked for me and what would likely work for the people I wanted to serve. And they were people like me, right? Neurodivergent folk. And of course, I still offer one-to-one Zoom sessions, but I do limit these. I love them and I do feel energized coming off of them, but I can't do too many at once as then I just end up feeling drained and I feel chained to my desk and it's not how I wanted to operate. So it's all about finding that balance in your business, that alignment for you and for your clients, but we wanna focus on you, okay? So what is working for you in your business right now? You got that, is that good? Okay, what makes you feel like you've got a sinking feeling when you look at your calendar or your to-do list? This is the stuff that you need to be thinking outside the box about, okay? And you don't have to do things the way you've always done them. It is okay to find another way. I don't know who needs to hear that, but it is okay to find another way. It doesn't matter if everyone else in your field does it this way. In fact, you doing it that way instead, it gives you a distinct edge. It gives you a difference, right? And any potential clients who don't feel too aligned with the typical way businesses in your field run they'll likely be more drawn to yours, right? And your business and who you are. So for me, it was how I coached and how I was available to my clients. But at the same time, I knew I needed to hold up boundaries for myself. Time boundaries mostly. So I set myself working hours for coaching your pocket. And it's at my discretion to message outside of those hours, right? However, my clients know my boundaries and they know that they can ping me a message whenever and I'll pick it up within those working hours. And I actually had a client and to keep her anonymous, I'm going to call her Sharon. 
And Sharon had messaged me quite a few times late at night, uh, about two months after she started working with me. And I didn't see those messages until the morning. Um, And when I looked, there were five or six messages that had sort of like a frustrated and despairing nature about an issue with a client of hers. And then there was one more message, which was about an hour later that said something like, um, I just needed to get it off my chest. My husband was asleep, didn't want to wake him, uh, ranting and raving. Feel like I've bombarded you, but I've basically been able to process all this garbled mess. And on reflection, I've seen my client's point of view. I've calmed down and I don't really need you to reply. Much love, Sharon. And well, I did smile. (laughs) After using my coaching services, she was able to utilize it when in need, but then actually managed to work through it herself before I had got around to it. Obviously that doesn't happen all the time, but this is the kind of growth I want for you. And this, you know, Sharon processing these things, it might not have happened if we worked on um, fortnightly Zoom sessions, weekly Zoom sessions. She might have had six days or something like that till her session. And her feelings might have festered. She might have woken up grumpy. She might have even responded to her client in a, a you know less than ideal way. Or she may have even woke up a sleeping husband, right? To have a rant. I don't know. Um, so even with keeping my boundaries and keeping, um, you know, managing those expectations, my clients are still getting what they need. Either like Sharon, you know, working through it uh, herself after having that outlet, having that much needed place to just get it all out in the moment, or by actually getting a response, being coached by me next day um, and working through those issues, you know, really close to um, the the moment where something happened or, you know, an idea was born and they wanted to, to sort of like run it by me and things like that. Um, whereas if they're waiting six, eight, 10, two weeks for a session, like it's not going to have the same impact. The feelings will be different. They may have just put it on a back burner and not done anything with it for two weeks. And if it's something that's, you know, a fire burning idea and then two weeks later you're like, well, I had this idea two weeks ago. I've done nothing with it. Um, I want to wait till I speak to you. Like that's time wasted, right? You could have got on to um, Voxer, pinged me a few messages. We could have coached you through it and you could have come out with a decision the same day. So what can you do within your business, right? That means that you're thinking outside the box like that. And it's a really good idea to start with what irks you, right? What is that pit of your stomach? Like, ugh, have I got that to do today? Um, Maybe you hate LinkedIn and you, you know, you don't want to be there. Do you have to be there, right? If you don't have to be there, you know, spend your time elsewhere. Where do you feel more at ease? Build your network somewhere that feels more easy, okay? And if you really believe your audience is there, maybe hire someone to manage that. Take yourself away from it or do it in a different way. Take it at a different angle. Perhaps it's article writing. You want to have the exposure, but, you know, putting pen to paper for several hours feels excruciating for you. Try something different. Try voice recording yourself. Have it converted to text and make those tweaks, right? Or try and get an AI to help you flesh out your theme and your idea for the article. But make it your own, right? Of course. And see if that works. Or perhaps change the angle of your exposure. Could you guest on podcasts, on YouTube channels? Perhaps co-host a regular Instagram live? get on TV? What other ways could you nail this so that it doesn't leave you dreading the task at hand? That if I'm being honest, it's probably being put to the bottom of your to-do list anyway, right? So change it. I think a lot of the way we do things that we do 
it comes from external inputs around us, right? How we grew up, what we saw our parents doing, how we were taught to do something, what everyone else does, what society as a whole does. What seems easy, and I say seems easy because it's only easy because we've done it over and over again, right? It doesn't mean it's better than doing something differently. So we sleep in on a long weekend because everyone else does it right. It's the norm. It's what we've been taught to do. It's what's expected. It's talked about, you know, oh, I'm so glad it's the weekend. Oh, I'm looking forward to a Sunday lie-in. No alarm for two days. Woo. It is expected, right? It's almost expected that if we are not working, we are laying in in the morning. So we follow the masses. And probably this is not even consciously thought of in any other way. It just is. No work, no reason to get up, right? But what if Monday rolls around and you actually didn't feel like a sack of shit? What if you didn't dread setting that weekday alarm? What if it could be easy, but in a different way? So if you got up at the same time, seven days a week, which science has proven is best for our circadian rhythms, right? You wouldn't feel dread on a Sunday night. You wouldn't have tired, dry eyes come 6am Monday morning when your alarm springs into action. And just think for a second how much further ahead you would be if you were getting an extra few hours on the weekend to do whatever you pleased. You know, be that working, exercising, reading, pottering about, whatever floats your boat. What feels easy, what seems easy is to do what you've always done, what everyone else is doing. But actually the other way might end up actually being easier. And I picked this example of sleeping on the weekend because I think a lot of people can relate to it. And also it is a true story for me. So I used to lay in till like 10 a.m., okay? Once my kids got a bit older, of course. When they were little, uh, me and my husband would tag team and my lay-in day was Sunday and I looked forward to it so much. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, I felt like it was just the way it was. But when I made the connection to actual ease and flow and I realized stability in the mornings was gonna bring me that ease, I just stopped laying in. I took it down slowly, you know, started off at like, okay, I'm gonna get up at nine, I'm gonna get up at eight, I'm gonna get up at seven. And in fact, I currently get up at 6am every day, weekends, public holidays, my own holidays, you name it. And I have a play around, you know, sometimes it's 6.30, over winter it was 6.30, I've only recently moved that to six. And sometimes it's even 5.30 over the summer. And I adjust my bedtime to suit, so I'm still getting the same amount of hours in bed. It has changed my life. I am literally so productive in the mornings. I journal, I have a hot coffee, I go for a walk for 30 minutes, and then I crack on with my day when old me would still be snoozing and then feeling like a sack of shit come Monday morning. And now, Monday mornings, piece of cake. Just another day to get up and win at life. So there is all the proof you need. I jest. <laughs> but seriously, apply this same thinking to your business and to other areas of your life. You don't need to follow societal expectations. You don't need to follow the stuff that is the norm, okay? And you don't need permission from me or anyone else to make a change that serves you better. I mean, society is made for neurotypical folk anyway. It's not made for those who think differently, act differently, or have different needs. And quite often, we even have to fight for those accommodations and alterations to be able to enjoy the same spaces and have experiences that those who are not neurodivergent don't even have to consider. And it's not just neurodivergent people either. It's a world that isn't made for those who are different, so those with a disability, or in some cases not even made for the vast range of diverse people, from ethnicity to skin colour to religion, gender preference, sexual orientation and more. So if you are a white hetero male who is, I don't know, Christian and is 
able and neurotypical, you're probably not having to think outside the box, make many adjustments or adapt to environments and situations where you were perhaps an afterthought. But that also doesn't mean everything you are doing right now is working for you because we are all individual. No two people are the same. No people in the same groups are the same. We don't think the same. We have different experiences of, you know, something that we've, we've experienced together. We take different experiences from it. So I guess that's my way of saying that every human, not just neurodivergent people, so every human on the planet needs to look at what works for them, what doesn't, and what is in their control to change. Because some things are in your control, okay? We need to be mindful of what we can control and let's have a play with it. I dare you. Go do something different. Try something different. You know, do it for a couple of weeks. See how you feel. Set yourself up for ease and flow. In your business, you know, like with my example of me changing my coaching to something that better serve me and my clients, but also in your life, like how you parent, who you socialize with, what your routines look like. And again, the example I gave, what time you rise on a weekend? Do what is going to serve you best. Sack off what everyone else is doing next episode I am going to be talking about managing expectations yours and others so that you can play to your strengths with ease and I would love for you to come and join us inside Drive to Thrive ADHD Won't Stop Me which is our free Facebook community it is growing it is wonderful it is inclusive Um, we offer free body doubling sessions as well for accountability to get stuff done Uh, where I facilitate the space. So if you want to come along to one of those as well, you need to be in that group. Um, The link is in the show notes. I will also pop the link in the show notes for my Coach in Your Pocket coaching package because if that has um, sparked some interest and you want to take a look at that, um, you can, of course, head on over to there, see if that's your jam, and I would love to work with you. All right, that's it from me. Take care. Take care.